the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970. This a- the answer. This answer. That answer. I'll give you some answers. We'll give you some questions, too. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. Craft Beer guest that's going to be joining me later this hour. The usual news and notes to get to. And there is a lot of beer news going on. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gatulo. Instagram, at uh, Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T. U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albergy at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We are also Alexa Ready. In addition, we are also on the Hopped Up Network. Just go to hoppedupnetwork.com. You will see my cast as well as uh, uh, a plethora of other beer casts on there. Two Brewers. Uh, are on there uh, selling craft beer, bunch of other guys, and uh, we love them. Uh, they do a great job, all of them. Uh, different phases of you know talking about beer and the business of beer and uh, et cetera, et cetera. You definitely want to check them out over on the hoppedupnetwork.com. Now, coming up in twenty minutes, Jim McGreevy. Uh, no, not the former uh, governor of New Jersey, but Jim McGreevy, the president and CEO of the Beer Institute. They are a nonprofit that assists the beer industry. Jim's going to join us. They released a report just before Memorial Day weekend, about beer sales in the United States and how much each state contributes to the economy of beer. We'll focus on New York and New Jersey with Jim, but we'll talk about some other things as well as it pertains to the business of beer. That's going to be coming up in about 20 minutes from now. So the band that you heard there uh, at the start of the show uh, is called Bloodline. Now, if that name sounds familiar, if you've listened to the show at all, I've mentioned Bloodline probably once or twice on the program. So Bloodline was a band that uh, was created back in the uh, very early 90s, in 1991. And the group originally featured, uh, this was the group when I saw them in Wildwood all those years ago. uh, ago. Uh, Aaron Hagar, Sammy Hagar's son, was the lead vocalist. You had uh, Joe Bonamassa, uh, who was the lead guitarist. Uh, Rhythm guitarist was Waylon Krieger, bassist Barry Oakley Jr., drummer Aaron Davis, and keyboardist Lou Segretti. So... These guys were playing down in Wildwood. I was with two dear friends of mine, Nicole and Gwen, uh, for the weekend. And uh, we went to see them. Nobody was in the club. They ended up uh, playing. We hung out with them uh, later on. What a super cool and could not have been nicer to us as a, as, as a group. They were so good, we came back the next night and saw them. So they eventually come out with an album. Uh, but uh, Aaron Hagar had left the band. Uh, they they put together this band. The reason why they were called Bloodline was because Aaron Hagar, Sammy Hagar's son, Waylon Krieger uh, uh, from the Doors, obviously um, uh, 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 Robbie Krieger's son. Then you had uh, Waylon uh, Jennings. Uh, I, I'm I, I'm sorry, um, uh, Barry Oakley Jr. Uh, from the Allman Brothers. 
uh, or Barry Oakley was with the Allman Brothers. And then you had uh, Miles Davis's son, the famed jazz trumpeter, uh, was added on drums later on. And then they got uh, they picked up Lou Segretti, who was a former bandmate of Bonamassa's. They uh, started an album. They were on MTV. They did one tour, and then the band broke up. So there you go. There's your little history of Bloodline in a nutshell. Maybe we'll play some stuff from Bloodline uh, during the show. It was kind of a cool album. Unfortunately, they didn't get anything beyond that. And then, of course, Joe Bonamassa by 2000 uh, became this breakout uh, blues sensation. All right, so let's get into some news and notes here on the program. First up, uh, just about a week or so ago, uh, Funkworks, which specializes in a, a niche style of craft beers out of Fort Collins, Colorado, has come into the uh, to the Garden State uh, thanks to Peerless Beverage. So they uh, got into New York City about a month ago. Now they're in New Jersey. Um, they are aligning their distribution footprint with their partners of Brooklyn Brewery and 21st Amendment. So they will now be in 13 states, Funkworks. And I'm excited about this because they do a lot of um, different sours and things of that nature. They do a lot of saisons, uh, raspberry stuff. I, I mean, I'm super excited to try Funkworks out of Colorado. I've heard great things about these guys, and I cannot wait to try their beers. Hopefully... Um, I, I know a few people over at Peerless Beverage. Maybe we can set something up. Hopefully they'll be doing some tastings around the Garden State. I'll get to one of them and end up meeting uh, with somebody from Funkworks, and hopefully we'll be able to uh, get them on for an interview. So that's exciting. Funkworks is now in New Jersey. Common Roots Brewery announced about a week ago uh, that uh, they're, they are, um, they've shared their site plan renderings uh, for their new brewery and tap room to be built at their flagship location at 58 Saratoga Avenue in South Glens Falls. Obviously, back in March 25th, they had that horrendous fire that uh, ruined a, a large portion of the brewery. So they uh, they finally got things cleaned up. They got a, a, a new rendering uh, from their architect group, the Finney Design Group, uh, and they will be... Um, they will be starting the construction process uh, very soon, and they will have additional details in the coming weeks as mo- in months uh, as information becomes available and when they will be opening. Our good friends from Five Burrows Brewing, uh, they did a honey lager uh, collab with their pals Allwise Meadery last year. So this time uh, they got fellow Brooklynites uh, B-Raw honey in the mix. They brewed, uh, they brewed up Crosstown Pollination, a three-way collab Brett Saison. That uh, Crosstown Pollination will make its debut at a release party in uh, Five Boroughs' uh, tap room on Saturday, June 22nd. From 1 to 5 p.m., they're going to have plenty of pints to go around, as well as pop-up eats, mead from Allwise, honey samples from B-Raw, and tunes from DJ Wally Wonder. If you go over to their Facebook page and their Facebook event, you can get more details from there. So good stuff from the folks at Five Burrows Brewing. Stone Brewing uh, just released about a week or so ago. They're Enjoy by uh, July 4th of this year. They're Unfiltered IPA. It's uh, rolling out to stores. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's in a lot of places already. I know I've seen it in a bunch of places in New Jersey. Uh, it'll be in New York as well if it isn't already. Uh, they are... Um, they're, let's see, they're going to have it uh, on tap. They will also have 19.2-ounce cans as well. Uh, this is tw- They're talking 12 fragrant and flavorful hops, an intense 90 IBU on this one. And, of course, they uh, they are making this. Let's see here. What are they saying here? So they, it, it's looking like it's going to have some lactose in it as well. Am I reading that right? Uh, no, no lactose in it, but they are going to be, uh, making it a, well, it it says, if you've been longing for the classic satisfaction of a West Coast triple IPA amidst the juicy, hazy, and milkshakey craze, then these 37 days are for you because 
this is not going to be a milkshake IPA. So that's cool. I'm uh, excited to try this. Again, 19.2-ounce single-serve cans in addition to 12-ounce six-pack cans and 22-ounce glass bombers as well as, uh, I believe, in draft as well. So you definitely want to check that out. This clock's in at just under 10%. It's got a 90 IBU, like I said. Tons of different hops in this one. Uh, Should be a lot of fun. I should be getting samples uh, very soon, so I'm excited about that. Coronado Brewing is coming out with a Sink or Swim, uh, the IPA. Uh, This is a collaboration with Salty Crew. It will hit at about 5.5% ABV. Coming out in a 12-ounce can, uh, I will find out the uh, the date of when that is going to be released very soon, and we'll get that to you. And then finally, keeping it on the West Coast, uh, before we take a break, Society Brewing, uh, a great brewery in uh, in San Diego County uh, in California, which I got a chance to check out because everybody was telling me their IPAs are great, and they are. They're fantastic. Uh, they had been self-distributing for the last seven years, and so... Society has now decided to partner up with a distributor, Scout Distribution. They're a fast-growing San Diego-based distributor of craft beer, wine, hard kombucha, and hard cider uh, to deliver their award-winning portfolio of beers throughout San Diego County. Uh, tw- Society was created back in, in 2012, and again, for the last seven years, they've been self-distributing, but uh, they uh, really wanted to get in in the distribution business to get their beers out into more places into San Diego. Uh, Society founder and CEO Doug uh, Constantiner said, Society is always focused on delivering the highest quality ales and lagers to beer fans while ensuring personal connections and excellent customer service to our retailers. While we're extremely proud of how far we've taken our brand from a self-distribution standpoint, we also know that meeting the growing demand for Society's beer is beyond what we're capable of executing on our own, partnering with Scout, an organization that shares our exuberant drive and sole dedication to San Diego will allow us to bring more of our beer to the locals who have made society all it has become, as well as people who have yet to discover us. Let me tell you something. Society has done a tremendous job with their beers. I was so excited to go and visit them. My wife and I kind of did this like uh, San Diego Carter. We started in Oceanside, California, and kind of worked our way back down to Coronado. Um, We were out there for vacation a couple of years ago, and... Society was one of those places I told my wife, we must stop. I must try their IPAs. It's such good stuff. And really, just traditional West Coast IPAs, great boozy beers. They were phenomenal. Ended up buying a T-shirt while I was there. I wish I could have gotten some cans uh, to take home. Unfortunately, I didn't. In fact, if my San Diego friends are listening, anybody wants to send me some Society beer, I will uh, reward you with something. I don't know what, but I will I will do that. Anyway... Uh, they make some fantastic beers, and they're kind of tucked away in a little uh, off-the-road uh, kind of little industrial park uh, outside of San Di- outside of the city of San Diego. They are just phenomenal. If you're out in San Diego and you get a chance, you want to Uber to it or drive, and I encourage you, of course, drink and drive responsibly, uh, definitely check out Society. So Scout plans to distributing. Uh, society beers, including their flagship IPA, the Pupil, and two-time GABF gold medal winning session IPA, the Coachman, uh, early this month. And for more information about Society and its beers, just go over to societybrewing.com. That's spelled S-O-C-I-E-T-E, brewing.com. Uh, and, of course, to learn more about Scout Distribution, scoutdist.com is the website for more information there. So great stuff from a lot of different breweries out on the West Coast as well as uh, over here in New Jersey as we're getting some stuff rolling. And so when we come back after a short break, we're going to have some more news from around the beer world, including... Yes, the good folks from Bolero Snort have finally broken ground on their tap room 
in New Jersey. I'll tell you where they're going to be uh, having that tap room and so much more. Folks, we're just getting started on this program, and it focuses on that delicious beverage, and it's made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt believes the Mueller report is incoherent. I get wound up about this. The report was incomprehensible. It's actually indecipherable. News organizations are divided on something as basic as whether or not there are 10 or 11 specific fact patterns reviewed in Part 11. That's how badly it's written. And it's profoundly irresponsible. He fumbled the ball badly. Badly. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6 on AM 970. The Answer. Every Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting the Stand with Israel tour with my friend Dennis Prager. This tour of the Holy Land will bring us face-to-face with one of our country's most important allies and one of the most fascinating spiritual regions on earth. More than a vacation, this bucket list trip will deepen your faith and expand your mind. I personally want to invite you to join me on this journey. Register today, and I'll see you in Israel. For more information and to register for this trip, go to am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Are you one of the 80% of Americans that experiences back pain? Do you suffer from sciatica or spinal stenosis? Afraid of the potential surgical complications of going under the knife to remedy your pain? Then Brooklyn Spine Center is the place for you. Dr. Melinda Keller is not only a friend of mine, she's the director who specializes in non-surgical spinal decompression. She utilizes the DRX-9000 to make your lower back pain a thing of the past. Give Dr. Keller a call right now. 718-234-6200. That's 718-234-6200. My business is at stake because the government told me I can't live out my faith in the workplace. I was arrested for handing out the U.S. Constitution on my college campus. A state law is forcing me to advertise for abortion. I realize those statements sound unbelievable, but it's true. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Our most fundamental freedoms are under attack, and these very attacks could happen in your business, in your school, or even where you volunteer. I'm asking you to give to the Freedom Fund right now to protect not only your freedoms, but also the freedoms of your children and grandchildren. Visit am970theanswer.com and click on the ADF banner, Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, or call 800-569-1559. Your gift of $100 will help defend your freedom and provide the resources needed to fight critical court battles. That's 800-569-1559, 800-569-1559, or am970theanswer.com. Jay Sekula, live on top of the world. Weeknights at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. All right, welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. How can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Be email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. 
Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're also Alexa Ready, and we are available on the Hopped Up Network as well. Just go to thehoppedupnetwork.com, and you will find not only my show, but a plethora of other shows that you can listen to and download and then listen at your leisure. Uh, Calling Me Back, that's from the band Bloodline. Uh, Kind of a one-album wonder. Uh, Talked about it in the the first break of the show. Uh, The great guitar work of uh, the the legend Joe Bonamassa, uh, who I got to see at the very tender age of around 17, 18 years old, down in Wildwood, New Jersey, playing with these guys, Bloodline. Uh, Aaron Hagar was the lead singer, Sammy Hagar's son. Uh, Barry Oakley Jr. They had a bunch of different guys in the band. Um, and then some like 40-year-old guy, Lou Segretti, playing keyboards. It was hysterical. Uh, but a lot of fun. A lot of fun with my uh, with two of my dearest friends, uh, Nicole and Gwen. Coming up in 10 minutes, Jim McGreevy, the president and CEO of the Beer Institute. They are a nonprofit that assists the beer industry. We're going to talk about all these uh, uh, th- this economic report that they put out about how uh, the beer business is booming. Uh, but the tariffs that uh, the president has uh, imposed uh, in terms of aluminum and other things uh, are going to affect the beer business uh, down the road if they are not uh, changed, stopped, et cetera, et cetera. We'll get into that with Jim and a lot of other stuff about the business of beer about 10 minutes from now. Let's continue on with our news and notes. Uh, our friends from Heavy Seas Beer uh, is coming out with Inroot Brute. Uh, this is... Um, on draft, and uh, they're also going to have a four-pack of 16-ounce cans to go only uh, at the Heavy Seas Tap Room on Friday, June 21st. Uh, so this is a Brute IPA, which has become the um, the big to-do, I guess, in terms of IPAs. So uh, uh, you want to, well, I guess juicy IPAs are still, a, are still a thing as well. Now there's this whole thing with natural light and natter days, and to be honest with you folks, um, if you like that type of strawberry lemonade, shandy, or whatever beer, go right ahead. Uh, it's very much reminiscent of uh, not your father's root beer or whatever. For me, not going to try it. Uh, it's just not something that interests me, and I'm kind of getting tired of all the posts about people uh, you know, buying an, an 18 ba- a pack for $10 or whatever it is. Sorry, not for me. But anyway, uh, Heavy Seas, they have their In Root Brute uh, that will be coming out. On Friday, June 21st. Very excited about that. And then they have another beer. I, I Honestly, I, I think it's called Sunblink Sour. I don't have the information in front of me, and I should. Um, that's coming out uh, very soon that we'll be getting samples of, and we will check them out. So, of, of course, always good things from Heavy Seas Beer. You know, I do need to... Um, I should set up an interview with the uh, with the head of um, Heavy Seas Beer for some time in the summer and bring that to you guys. I do want to do something in terms of New Jersey beers, and we're going to get into Bolero Snort in just a second. Um, I do want to get a couple of the New Jersey brewers on. If you guys are listening uh, and you're uh, you know an owner or an operator of a New Jersey brewery, I'd like to try and get a couple of you together. Uh, I would pre- preferably like to do it in studio. I think it's a little bit better that way, but I understand logistically it might not be possible. But I want to talk to a couple of Jersey brewers in terms of this, um, the the new rules that the ABC has put down. There are some breweries that are in favor of it. There are other breweries that are against it. And again, I, I seem to think it's kind of this north-south line. I think the breweries in North Jersey are okay with it. Most of them are. Some aren't. I think in South Jersey, a lot of the breweries are not okay with the, uh, with the new rules. Again, I, at the bottom line is, I think this needs to be legislated. I think the legislators got to come to session and say, look, we need to fix this problem because I think that New Jersey stands to fall behind 
your two, the two neighboring states in New York and Pennsylvania if things aren't changed. That's just me. But again, I did a whole thing on this uh, as a separate podcast. You can listen to it. Uh, all you have to do is go to uh, am970theanswer.com. Just find my page. You'll find the podcast up there, the New Jersey ABC ruling special. So our friends from Bolero Snort, they have officially broken ground on their new production brewing facility after six and a half years of gypsy brewing at all other at so many other facilities, not only in the state of New Jersey, but in New York as well as Pennsylvania. Bolero will soon be making all of their beers in southern Bergen County. They'll be located at 316 20th Street in Car- Karlstadt, in the heart of the Meadowlands, literally minutes from MetLife Stadium. Uh, they're building a 16,500-square-foot structure uh, to house a custom-built 30-barrel system uh, from Quality Tank Solutions in Wisconsin. The space will also include a tasting room to allow Bolero to welcome guests in to enjoy pints, flights, and even purchased packaged beer to go for the very first time. So I am very excited about this. I know a number of people are. They're hoping to be brewing beer later this fall, and they're eyeing a late 2019 opening uh, to the public. Of course, in the meantime, you can find a lot of Bolero's beers throughout New Jersey as well as the New York City, Philadelphia, and Boston markets. And for more information, you can follow them on social media or just visit bolero.beer uh, for more information. I am I could not be happier uh, for Bob and Scott. This has been a, a number of years in the making for them uh, to get this thing up and running, and uh, I can't wait. They are going to be... Uh, not too far from Brick City, uh, a short drive to Almentry. Ghost Talk Brewing is right down the, ho- or the road across from Rutz Hut. This is going to be a really cool kind of uh, quintuplet of breweries. And then you have, uh, what is it uh, down the street from Almentry? Is it, uh, it's not Montclair, Hackensack Brewing. So you're going to have five breweries literally within a 20-minute drive uh, of each other. I- I- I'm so excited about this. And I cannot wait for Bolero to open their tap room. I can't tell you how many people are like, wow, they make a great beer. Where can I go to try more of their beer? You can't. you got to buy it in cans. So uh, they, they've been doing a great job, Gypsy Brewing, for all these years. But the time has come uh, to put this brewery uh, rocking and rolling. And I cannot wait uh, for the uh, for the Bolero Snore Brewery to open at the end of this year. So kudos, Bob. Kudos, uh, Scott. Good luck. And uh, hopefully see you guys very soon. Uh, of course, the New Jersey Brewers Association event, the big one, the one that they put on every year. Coming up Saturday, June 22nd, it's the 23rd anniversary of the festival. Uh, we've talked about it before. It's on the Battleship New Jersey. Your ticket includes a free self-guided tour of the nation's most decorated ship, live music, food available for purchase, uh, cr- local craft vendors, VIP tickets you get in an hour early at noon. And then, of course, then uh, it's uh, 1 to 5, I think, is the uh, or 1 to 4. I think it's one to four uh, the, for the uh, the beer session. Tons of great breweries that are going to be there, and it's all New Jersey, and all of the proceeds help out the Brewers Association. So this is definitely something that you want to take advantage of. If you're down in South Jersey, uh, Saturday, June 22nd, right on the battleship New Jersey, you get a tour of this historic battleship, and you get to drink beers and, uh, and, and have some food on uh, the battleship New Jersey. It's very cool. Get your tickets, and for the current brewery list, go to newjerseybeer.ticketleap.com slash battleship-beer-fest-2019. You definitely want to take advantage of this if you are down in South Jersey on Saturday, June 22nd. You will not. Uh, it's, it's a great time. I, I have not been there myself, but I know a number of people that have gone down there who rave about it. It's really awesome. And again, it's all New Jersey beers. And speaking of New Jersey, our friends from Forgotten Boardwalk are putting out New Jersey's first craft hard seltzer with, uh, I, I'm guessing it's 
it's Jamais, uh, kind of a takeoff for Jamie Quelly, who's the um, the owner of Forgotten Boardwalk Brewing. Uh, this is a sparked seltzer. So uh, this is coming out, I believe it's coming out this week or next week. When is this coming out? Actually, it's in stores now. So you can get it now. Uh, and I'm trying to figure, okay, uh, let me see. I'm reading here from the press release. So they did, the, there's notes of apple and pear in this, uh, citrus of tangerines, a gentle berry crispness uh, of hibiscus, and notes of apple and pear in this. So it's a couple of different fruits in this, but it's a sparked seltzer. It's the first time a Jersey brewery has come out with a hard seltzer, which I think is really cool. And again, it's Jaime or Jaime. I don't know how you want to pronounce it. I probably should have asked first before, but of course, my knowing me, <laughs> I don't do those things. Uh, and you can get them right now on tap at the following locations, Farm and Fisherman in Cherry Hill, Wingcraft in Atlantic City, End of Elm in Morristown, the Mohawk House in Sparta, Midland Brew House in Saddlebrook, the Office Beer Bar and Grill in Ridgewood, and you can also find cans of it uh, at the following liquor stores, Bottle King locations in Glenrock, Livingston, Wayne, Hillsdale, Glenridge, Ledgewood, Morris Plains, Ramsey, Chatham, Wegmans locations in Cherry Hill, East Hanover and Montvale, and Joe Canals in Egg Harbor uh, locations, Fire Road and Black Horse Pike. You can get cans of this. This is really cool. I'm I'm pretty excited that uh, finally a New Jersey brewery has taken the plunge into making a hard seltzer. This seems to be the the, the part of the direction that craft beer is going in with sparked seltzers uh, and hard ciders and things of that nature. And I think as a brewery to diversify yourself a little bit to making an option um, that is different, or I shouldn't say different, but to give people a different a, a, another option to have something to drink, whether it's beer cider, and now a seltzer, uh, which I'm guessing is gluten-free, so that you can, you know, if you have a gluten intolerance, you can enjoy um, an alcoholic beverage uh, with your friends. So this is kind of cool. I am uh, very happy for the guys at Forgotten Boardwalk. Good luck to them, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to try some of this in the very near future. Now, when we come back after a short break, Jim McGreevy, president and CEO of the Beer Institute, a nonprofit that assists the beer industry, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's fair and 65 degrees. What's going on? We have The Answer. The U.S. Coast Guard says seven people have been rescued after a boat capsized on the Long Island Sound near City Island. NYPD scuba team detective Brian Mullen says they received a report around 5.30 this afternoon of an overturned boat that was taking on water. As we put our scuba gear on, we hear somebody actually requesting... I need NYPD divers. We have possible person under the boat. The vessel was nearly fully capsized when authorities arrived. The Coast Guard was assisted by the FDNY and NYPD in pulling people from the water. One person is reported in critical condition. Everyone was taken to Nassau Medical Center for treatment. Lawmakers and first responders in New York City are calling on Congress to fund a program for September 11th victims. They're looking to extend the 9-11 Victim Compensation Fund permanently, which is set to expire next year. A legislative hearing is set for Tuesday before the House Judiciary Committee with the possibility of a vote next month to extend the benefits. The bill would also increase past payments to people sickened by toxins at ground zero. 
As we check in sports, the NHL playoffs continue. Boston Bruins were leading St. Louis Blues 5-zip. Mets beat the Rockies this afternoon 6-1. Yankees beat the Indians 7-6. The NBA playoffs, there were no games scheduled for this evening. Traffic delays, well, we did have an earlier crash on County Route 522 in South Brunswick, and that's between Route 130 and George's Road, and that has been clear. Two lanes are blocked with construction on the Garden State Parkway southbound from the Essex Tolls down to exit 144. City bound at the George Washington Bridge on the upper level. Those earlier delays have finally eased. Lower level and Palisades approach slated for the easy pass customers only until 6 this morning. And the Holland and Lincoln Tunnels are both good rides in Bannon outbound. Weather for tonight, 20% chance of showers after 2 a.m. And then mostly cloudy, low 61. Tomorrow you'll see showers likely after 8 a.m. And then mostly cloudy, high 72. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AIM 970 The Answer. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. Get a two-pack of MyPillow's premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use promo code AM970. For the best night's Sleep in the whole wide world. Visit mypillow.com. Joe Piscopo wakes you up at 6 a.m. Kevin McCullough takes you home at 5 p.m. Weekdays on AM 970. The answer. All right, welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Of course, Google Play and iTunes, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, or just say to your Amazon ready device, Alexa, I want to hear the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, and bingo, you'll get to hear the show right from there. And you can also listen to us over at your leisure at thehoppedupnetwork.com. Now, my next guest, he is the president and CEO of the Beer Institute. They're a nonprofit that assists the beer industry. They recently released an economic report for the United States, and the numbers locally in the New York, New Jersey area are great, of course, for New Jersey. They can always be better, but we'll get to that in just a moment. Beerinstitute.org is the website for more information. Let me welcome onto the program Jim McGreevy. Jim, how are you? How are you, Al? Thanks for having me. You got it anytime. Now, Jim, before we get to New Jersey, I want to discuss the numbers for New York first. 137,000 jobs, close to $8 billion in wages, a little over $24 billion in economic contribution, and a little over $5 billion in tax revenue for the state. Business is booming here in the Empire State, and one would think with New York being a high tax rate, this would be a problem. Why do you think the numbers are so large? Well, I think, uh, I'll tell you, New York ranks fourth in terms of the number of, of breweries and economic output uh, of all the states across the country when it comes to uh, the beer industry. Uh, all those numbers you put uh, out there were uh, correct and wonderful. 
um, but you left out the 6,000 direct jobs that are in uh, breweries of all sizes, uh, from large brewers' breweries to medium-sized brewers' breweries to small brewers, and that amounts to 563 breweries in the state of New York. So um, beer has a wonderful economic impact in New York, as it does in New Jersey um, and across the country. So we're very pleased to be able to put this uh, put this um, a study out, uh, which we do every two years with the Beer Wholesalers Association. So uh, the numbers in New York look great, the numbers in New Jersey look great, and they look great across the country. Well, you know, I mean, the, what what's great about it, at least from the New York perspective, is the fact that Governor Cuomo relaxing the rules to help out the brewers has really contributed to that boom uh, across New York State, and and that is a great thing. Now, in New Jersey, the numbers are lower, but of course, it, the, the reason for that is the fact that there are fewer brewers in the state of New Jersey, but in New Jersey, the beer industry contributes uh, uh, $6.7 billion annually to the state's economy, supports a little over 45,000 jobs in the state. Now, those jobs, uh, it said, accounted for $2.3 billion each year in wages. The industry also generated a little over a billion dollars annually in business, personal, and consumption taxes. Uh, obviously, the laws between New York and New Jersey are the reason why the number is so low. Jim, what can New Jersey do to up those numbers aside from you know more breweries coming into play here? Well, the, um, there are 154 breweries uh, in 2018 in New Jersey, and I bet you, Al, if you went back two years or even four years ago, you'd find the number a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, some of the state laws have changed. Now, gosh, beer is, uh, is a regulated industry at the federal level, at the state level, at the local level. So, um, you know, we're watching uh, beer develop throughout the country over these uh, last uh, 160 plus years. The Beer Institute is one of the oldest trade associations in Washington, and we were actually founded in 1862 uh, when the first federal excise tax on beer was put into place to help fund the Civil War. Um, And the brewers of the time, who were mostly immigrants to this country, wanted to show their loyalty and patriotism to the country in a time of crisis, so they created our association to help collect the tax. You don't hear that too often. Hmm. Um, So beer has gone through ups and downs over the 200 years um, uh, and more in the United States. And we're really on a resurgence in terms of the number of breweries, and you're seeing that in New Jersey. You're seeing the numbers of breweries and uh, these local businesses uh, continue to increase year after year, uh, while the largest brewers in the country uh, have facilities, uh, big breweries in, in, in both New York and New Jersey. So um, $328 billion in economic contribution across the country. You talked about the, uh, the $24 billion economic contribution to New York and the nearly $7 billion of contribution to New Jersey. These are serious numbers. Those tax numbers are big. They help, uh, they help the states, um, uh, which we are regulated in. So we're very pleased with the uh, with how this report has come out, uh, we estimate that one job in a brewery accounts for 31 other jobs in a multitude of other industries, agriculture, manufacturing, uh, uh, glass making, bottle making. Um, I like to say that beer is the perfect intersection between the ag- agriculture sector, the manufacturing sector, and the consumer product sector. People love it. Um, and we're seeing that uh, in these numbers that it's good. It's good for our um, 
It's good for our culture and our society, but it's also good business. Well, we're talking with Jim McGreevy, the president and CEO of the Beer Institute. They are a nonprofit that assists the beer industry. Beerinstitute.org is the website for more information as we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You know, Jim, we've also seen, though, in in recent years, uh, the consolidation of some breweries, some breweries going out of business. Uh, I know that the beer business is booming. You you don't see, based on the numbers, uh, everyone has talked about this craft beer bubble that seems to be, you know, ready to burst or, you know, kind of getting stagnant. You don't see that based on the numbers over the last two years. Um, uh, I see the number of craft breweries continuing to increase. The, um, I, I think the evidence bears out that the, the number of um, business failures in that sector of our business uh, is much lower than the number of openings. I guess we'll have to see how that happens. But, you know, right. beer has been around for thousands of years. Beer as a business in America has been around uh, for uh, hundreds of years. Um, and uh, as I say, we go through ups and downs. But um, uh, the business changes and it grows. Uh, it you know slows down at times and grows again. We estimate through our uh, Beer Service America report out that 2.1 million Americans in this country owe their jobs in one way or another to the production, distribution, and sale of beer. So we'll see wow. numbers of breweries ebb and flow throughout uh, throughout the years, but um, but we see a sustained business. We see a growing business in terms of the number of breweries. We see um, uh, industry dynamos at the top who are who are uh, working hard to give people what they want in terms of uh, choice. Mm. We're seeing that at the uh, at the regional level. We're seeing that at the local level as well. So we're just very pleased um, to uh, show out show these numbers. As I say, we do this every two years, right. um, and um, uh, nearly sixty billion dollars across the country in local, state, and federal taxes. So, so the numbers bear out that the business is good. I think the business uh, uh, amongst the small brewers is good. Business uh, amongst the large brewers is good. We're seeing tremendous innovation out at all levels of beer. Um, uh, the sort of the darling this year is hard seltzer. It's yep. up 250% year to date. That's just in the first six months of the year or five months of the year. So the innovations we're seeing in the seltzers and the flavored malt beverages, um, uh, sort of the beyond beer category, um, is really exciting for us. Uh, Jim, the proposed tariffs that uh, President Trump wants to impose on Mexico uh, will hurt parts of the beer industry. Can you explain why this is going to be an issue? Well, you know, I think it. Uh, uh, you, you've heard the sort of human cry about this proposal from uh, businesses uh, in all sectors of the economy. Jay Timmons, the CEO of the National Association of Manufacturers, yesterday called uh, the Mexican tariff proposal the Molotov cocktail of policy. Uh, we in beer are already facing $350 million a year in additional taxes because of the steel and aluminum tariffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see another tax come on to some of our brewers and beer importers would uh, would not be a good thing. So we're hoping that uh, I think on Monday the president of Mexico called for a dialogue between his country and and the U.S. And I know that uh, high-level meetings uh, uh, which include the vice president and the secretary of state are happening today and tomorrow. So we're just in beer. I think beer's position is the same as uh, most businesses in this country. We're just hoping that that dialogue leads to uh, some outcome that avoids the tax being 
uh, implemented on Monday. We're talking with Jim McGreevy, president and CEO of the Beer Institute. They are a nonprofit that assists the beer industry. Beerinstitute.org is the website for more information as we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Jim, what state, when you were doing this study, surprised you in terms of their growth? Uh, we were very pleased to see uh, a slight uptick in the number of direct jobs uh, in the brewing industry directly. I think they went up by about uh, 10,000 jobs or so over the course of the two-year period between 2016 and 2017. 60% of those jobs, Al, are really um, um, created uh, by the large and regional brewers in the country. Um, so we were very pleased to see uh, that as the breweries continue to come online, as breweries um, innovate, uh, we're, we're seeing more and more direct jobs in brewing. And that's from the, you can't be a serious brewery today, Al, without having a lab where you're researching and developing new products. So from the yeast scientists to the uh, the the guy or gal in the beer distributor warehouse who's picking the beer to put on the trucks. Um, we're just seeing more and more jobs uh, in brewing, which is tremendously great. I, d- I do think, and, and this is just a, a closing thought for me, Jim, I do think the one thing that the beer industry has done over the last two years or three years, mobile canning, uh, the mobile canning units so that a brewery, a smaller brewery, is, is able to can their beer without an enormous expense of having to put their own canning line in a brewery, I think has really upped the game for a lot of these smaller brewers where you're seeing business uh, booming at the very local level. You know, obviously the national guys have their own, uh, you know, uh, canning units and stuff, but that mobile canning unit has really helped out because you're seeing less people getting growlers and, you know, and things of that nature. And, hey, I can grab a four-pack or a six-pack of my favorite brewery's beer and bring it home. And I think that's brought more of a craft beer awareness uh, to people across the country. I agree with you, Al, but the, but the issue there... Uh, is the policy. So this is where government affects business. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about um, uh, very entrepreneurial folks, both from the brewer side and the, and the mobile canning side, who are coming together to give another outlet uh, for the brewer to serve his beer to uh, his customers. Mm-hmm. Yet the uh, aluminum they're using in those mobile canning units now has a big whopping tax on it. Right. Um, that's the kind of thing that uh, we try to help brewers and beer importers in, in the United States avoid every day. But that's the real-life implications of these things like tariffs. And, and that's why your beer is going to end up costing more money if these tariffs don't get taken care of. Um, my guest has been Jim McGreevy, president and CEO of the Beer Institute. They're a nonprofit. They assist the beer industry. Beerinstitute.org is the website for more information. Uh, Jim, I, ver- I thank you very much for joining me on the program tonight. Uh, very much appreciate it. Al, great to be with you. Thank you very much. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds, right here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder explains how the president fights back. The London mayor and vocal Trump critic excoriated the U.S. leader. Trump is employing new sinister methods to deliver the message of the fascists of the 20th century, and you think that Donald J. Trump is going to take this sitting down? That's not how it works anymore! He doesn't roll like that. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9, on AM 970. The answer. America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. From fighting wildfires with air support, helping civilians in flooded neighborhoods, 
to delivering food and supplies to those who have lost everything. The Army National Guard always responds when disaster strikes. The Army National Guard also trains to be ever vigilant against threats, foreign and domestic. They protect our skies with missile defense weaponry. They secure our information, communications and infrastructure with cybersecurity. And they protect us against chemical, biological and radiological hazards with the civilian support team. The Army National Guard also stands ready to deploy and provide support for conflicts or humanitarian missions abroad. Join the Army National Guard and be there to respond, protect, and support your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. Every Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. AM 97, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Catulo, G A double T. U Facebook.com slash AG Craft via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa Ready as well. And we are also on the Hopped Up Network. Just go to the hoppedupnetwork.com and you can see uh, my uh, beer cast along with many other. Uh, beer casts. There's the Wirt with Mike and Pete, the Brew Happy Show, uh, the Drunk Guys Book Club, uh, Drink In, Geek Out, the podcast, the Jersey Beer Guys and a Girl, of course. Uh, you've got Blind Pig Confessions. Uh, what else do we have on here? There are so many other. Uh, they they list the, the the recent you know podcasts or whatever, but uh, there's so many. There's uh, the I think the. Uh, Selling Craft Beer, of course, is on here. Over Beers, a Craft Beer Conversations podcast. Um, Lots of other stuff uh, is on here. Just go to thehoppedupnetwork.com, and you will find a whole list of uh, beer-related podcasts for your listening pleasure. Speaking of iTunes, before we get into uh, our final segment here, Suds and Duds, it's interesting. Apple is talking about now getting rid of iTunes completely. I I haven't read too many stories on it yet. Um, I have some of my music library on iTunes, uh, but I have a lot of movies on iTunes, um, and I don't own an Apple computer, but when I was purchasing movies, you know, when you buy the Blu-ray or whatever, or the DVD, and they give you the digital copy, for for a long time, I was just, you know, putting them on an iTunes thing, you know, you could put the, the little iTunes icon on your uh, your desktop or whatever, and you can I can I could watch movies from there or whatever. And then of course, you know they had all these other streaming services. Now there's Vudu, there's um, uh, what is it? Movies Anywhere, there's a whole bunch of others. Um, and so I ported a lot of my movies over there. But I wonder what will happen if they get rid of iTunes permanently. Uh, what happens to my music and stuff? Does that disappear? My movies that disappears because I've noticed there's movies that I've bought from iTunes that are now gone. Like I had Casino Royale and. Uh, uh, Quantum of Solace, uh, 
from the Bond movies, they're gone. And I had them. And now all of a sudden they've disappeared. I, I don't know what the deal is with that. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, just some random thoughts here on our final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So let's dive into Suds and Duds. been a while since we've done uh, Suds and Duds. And uh, my thanks to John Dantzler last week uh, for sitting in for three segments on the program. Boy, did he have a lot to talk about. He was great, and I cannot wait for Torch and Crown Beer uh, to open here in Manhattan because I definitely want to visit it. Uh, and sample uh, the beers as well as the charcuterie and other things as well. Uh, my good friends Paragon Tap and Table, they always get some good, really good beers in, not only locally from New Jersey but around the country. The Hop Concept, Dank and Sticky, one I've had before, and boy, when that thing is fresh and on tap, I've got to have it. It is just so good. It's such a representation of it, what a West Coast IPA should be. It should have that dankness from the hops. It should be bitter with that bitter bite. That's exactly uh, what the dank and sticky by the hop concept is. It is a fantastic beer. They also had Mexican coffee by Carton, which I had missed out on in getting cans of this. I was very happy that they had it on tap, and it had been sitting for a while on tap, But because that's one of those beers, you know, 10, 12 percenters, it's and and again they give you you know it's usually a ten ounce pour or less than that sometimes eight ounces, that's a tough beer to get through uh, more than one and boy let me tell you something, the Mexican coffee amazingly smooth the tequila in this is so subtly balanced in the beer you taste it you can feel it, but it doesn't really give you that punch that tequila sometimes has and I'm not the biggest tequila fan in the world but this was just right and perfect. Uh, for a brew. So uh, that was fantastic. Nice work, uh, Augie Carton and the uh, boys over at Carton Brewing. Uh, then uh, when I was at the uh, Five Borough Craft Beer Fest uh, a couple of weeks ago, my good buddy Brian Wingett from Barrier Brewing, um, towards the end of the night, he hands me a can of uh, one of the rotational IPA series from Barrier. He says, here, take this. Got to try it. It's really good. So I have this, you know, this cold beer can sticking out of my pocket, which was hysterical. Uh, this was really good. The Rotational IPA Series Suburb featuring Nelson Savon hops by Barrier, uh, bursting with hops, grassy, piney, delicious, just really good. It looks like a big haze juice bomb. It is not. It was fantastic. Definitely something uh, that I want to have more of. In fact, I think Paragon had it on tap, and I ended up having another glass of it because it was that good. Uh, Strawberry Jams by Brick City, consistently solid beers from Brick City. If you haven't gotten over to Brick City off of Route 46, uh, you know, minutes, I mean, literally minutes from MetLife Stadium. You have to check these guys out. They are just killing it. And it's been a while since I've been at the brewery. In fact, it's been a while since I talked to those guys. Got to get them back on the program again. Uh, Bricks is just doing a fantastic job with their beers. They really are. Their tap room is very nondescript. There's nothing special about it. But the beers are fantastic. This one, smooth lactose, strawberry, vanilla, just so smooth going down. Really a good beer. Kudos to the guys from Brick City. They are absolutely killing it. Uh, a couple of Bolero Snort beers. Bolero Snort, obviously, in the news. They broke ground. Speaking of the area around Giant Stadium, they've broken ground in Karlstadt. They're going to be uh, not too far from MetLife Stadium as well. This is going to be a nice little beer tour between them, Brick City, Almentry, Ghost Hawk. There's going to be a nice little selection of beers that you can choose from uh, in a very, very short distance uh, in and around MetLife Stadium, which is fantastic. So Scott Wells, I had done him a favor at the uh, Five Borough Craft Beer Fest. He needed tap handles. I was at another event in New Jersey. I was already coming over to the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest, brought him the tap handles. Uh, one of his guys had given me some four-packs of some of Bolero's beers. The first one, Bull Pop Berliner Weiss, sour, smooth, berry, 
just fantastic, uh, uh, bursting with flavor, really uh, like a bomb pop back in the days when the Good Humor truck uh, used to come around. Just a great beer. And then I had a can of the Pina Bolada, uh, lots of lime and pineapple in this one, a little bit of lactose too. I wasn't exactly sure if I was going to like this one enough. Um, it's interesting. It got better as I drank it. The first initial sips, I was kind of like, ooh, I don't know if I could get through all of this because there was a lot of crazy flavors that I wasn't expecting. Not that I wasn't expecting, just the way they hit me on the palate. But as I drank it, it got better. So I I think that's one of those beers you kind of pour it, let it sit for a little bit. Not so necessarily to warm up, but kind of I wouldn't try and drink this one too fast. Let Let it simmer a little bit. Uh, it tastes much better. As we continue on here, our Suds and Duds segment, the final segment of the program on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, uh, Tim and Al from uh, Wet Ticket, uh, they put Dream Ticket back on, finally, in cans, on tap. And uh, I had run over there on Memorial Day weekend because uh, we were going over to a friend's house uh, the, the day before Memorial Day. And... Uh, he makes his own beer uh, at his house. In fact, he made a cream ale that was fantastic that I probably could have drank eight of them and I would have been fine. I mean, very low alcohol, very smooth, not a super amount of carbonation. It was just a really good beer. Um, and he's a big fan of Wet Ticket. I shouldn't say a big fan of Wet Ticket, but he likes Wet Ticket and he's only tried their Kolsch. I said, let me pick up a growler of the Hefeweizen, which Tim does a fantastic job with the Hefeweizen. It's a lot more banana than clove. But it's exactly what I like. I, I like it. It's smooth. It's delicious. It's a concert drinking beer. It's a, it's definitely a tailgate drinking beer for me. It's one that I can get started with and drink more and more. But the dream ticket was on tap. So as I ran over to grab a Crowler of the Hefeweizen, I said, let me get a glass of the dream ticket while I'm waiting. And the ABV on this beer is up a half a percent to now 10. It used to be nine and a half. It's now a 10 percenter. It's so good. Caramel, pine. It's really nice. It's what an IPA, if you're looking for an IPA, should be as a double. Um, it's just got all the right flavors, and it goes down so... The, the thing of it is, for a 10%er, it goes down so smooth. It's fantastic. It's a really good beer. Kudos to Tim uh, and his staff there. They do a great job. Uh, the folks from Duclaw had uh, the... the um, Last can that I had of a Sour Me Unicorn Farts, which is a really good sour beer. Just the right amount of puckerness. Uh, the glitter thing, uh, whatever. I mean, yeah, I'm not a fan of glitter in beer. This was good. You really can't, you really can't see. You got you to put the glass up to the light to really see the glitter. It's not, you know, omnipresent where it's blowing you away. But it's a good sour beer. Let me just say, Duclaud does a great job. Uh, with sours, it's a great, it's a really good beer. But the one that they sent me that I was that out of the blue they sent me, which I was very happy that they did. Uh, Dad bod and Madeline, thank you so much from Duclaw for sending me a can of this. This is it's a slightly juicy. It's got some hop and bitterness to this, but I love the can art. It's a, it's Dad bod, and then you turn the can, and it's a, a guy with a button-down shirt and kind of the last couple of buttons are bursting open so you can see a little bit of his gut, and he's got a remote control in his pocket. What a great beer. Uh, if, you, if you can find Dad Bot on the shelves, absolutely make the time uh, to pick up uh, a four-pack of this. It's really good. And then finally, uh, my final can of Live from New York by Five Boroughs Brewing. I had to get this because of the Saturday Night Live theme. Obviously, I work with Joe Piscopo. It just looked cool. And a really good beer. Uh, I was just trying to clear out the fridge uh, to put some new stuff in. Dry, hoppy, smooth. 
Five Boroughs does such a fantastic job with their beers. They really do. They're making great stuff. I have to get, I, I, I'm hoping they still have it left, the collab they did between uh, them and Killsborough. I don't know why I haven't made the trip over to Five Boroughs. I've got to reach out to those guys, see if they still have any left. They probably don't. Maybe I have to go pick it up in stores. I'm going to be on Staten Island in a couple of weeks. Hopefully I can find it uh, in a store on Staten Island because I definitely uh, want to try that. But, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Darren Yellen, Jim McGreevy, the president and CEO of the Beer Institute, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.